At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more. Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Welcome into the program. It is Follow the Money here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Mitch Moss along with Adam Hill, live in downtown Las Vegas. Circa Resort Casino is the spot here on a Friday morning. Fun show on tap. Uh, I'd say it's a pretty good day to have a former NFL player yeah. on the show today. Brian McFadden, uh, Super Bowl champion with the Pittsburgh Steelers. He also covers the gambling space for CBS Sports. He'll be on the show in 45. Uh, Will Hill. Uh, sports better point spread weekly contributor on the show in the second hour today and bobby marks espn front uh he could teach a master class on uh you know front office um numbers contracts that kind of stuff he'll join us in the third hour of today's show a lot of nfl adam coming up in the next three hours including the news that we got yesterday uh before we kind of break down what we know as of right now and how tricky it might be in terms of what we know right now and how games could actually unfold this season. Remember, let's go back to last year because <laughs> Do we have to how doesn't doesn't last year first of all doesn't it kind of seem like that season just happened like not that long ago and here we are ready to kick off the 2021 year. Didn't it? I mean it just it just feels like we went we all went through that. It feels like a month ago. Yeah, and, and I think it was so crazy. And I think, in particular, like the discussions about will we have a season? How are we going to play a season? Are there going to be fans? Are there right. like all of those questions that were going into last season? And somehow we made it through, played every single game in the yeah. NFL, made it through the year, made it through the Super Bowl. And I think everybody was kind of hoping, like, 
wow, that was an amazing effort to get through the season and everything that they had to go through. But at least now we'll get back to normalcy. And now we're on the verge of starting another season with, you know, in, infection rates rising rapidly, mm-hmm. hospitalizations rapidly again, and going through almost, it feels almost exactly the same as it did going into last year, except, and I think this is the key part and what the NFL is telling everybody, there is a chance to avoid a lot of what happened last year now. There is at least an alternative. Correct. Correct. So, and the news that came out, well, first of all, the, the contest here in town, let me talk about that for a second. Yeah. I will use like Circa and Westgate out here specifically for the Super Contest or the Survivor, the Circa Millions. Like, how long will this game be postponed? Like, for example, like week three last year, week four, what the Steelers had to go through huh. to play, what, three games in an 18-day stretch? And it was basically the other team back to back to back. It's like, Steelers, you're getting screwed again. Okay, well, we got to go play another game on a Tuesday or we have a game on a Wednesday. It was wild. It was fascinating to see how the league was actually going to adapt. Can I also say fun? Like I, I loved, I, I, I loved having Tuesday games last year. A, a Monday night doubleheader. It's awesome. It starts at uh, like noon Pacific time or two o'clock Pacific time. Wasn't the Titans Bills was like on a Tuesday or a Wednesday. Yeah, which yeah. Was, That's a great matchup. And like we get it in the middle of the week. Huge. It's a that was a huge game in the AFC. And you're right. I did actually kind of love it. We have NFL. I mean, we were getting games on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday last year. I don't like how which, it. All, I don't like how it all played out. But I will say, there was definitely weeks where I said, it would be nice. It would be nice if we just scheduled this way. Yeah, it'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Right? I would be fine with an NFL game every single day of the week. Last year was the first time uh, ever in the history of the league that they did play a game on each of the seven days of the week. Every, yeah. Yep. Um, I, would, I would love to do that again. Yeah, so would I. Selfishly speaking. Yeah. I would love to get but home. on purpose, so teams are prepared for it and they're ready for yeah, it. Yeah, right, 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 exactly. So the NFL would actually schedule it that way. But I can, I mean, do you remember that Saints game against the Broncos? Oh, when it's it, it's like 2 o'clock Pacific time, we have no idea what's happening with the Broncos quarterback situation other than the fact that it looks like they don't have a quarterback. Will the game be played? And all the contest picks have to be in within the next hour. That's the deadline, 3 o'clock. So what are you going to do? Like the survivor pool had to be in at 3 o'clock. Do you take a chance with the Saints because they're going to be playing a team with no quarterback the way it looked? Or if you put in your survivor pick, the game is canceled, you're done. It was tough choices to be made, and I know that that's kind of the downfall. But that's also why I'm saying, like, I'd like it if we didn't have to deal with all those, all those crazy aspects of yeah. it, but also just got the games on those days. And I will say, like, I know that was a terrible position for the Broncos. It sucks if you're a Broncos fan, if you're a Broncos player, all those things. If you're a Broncos better, for betters, it sucked. But, like, I thought that was the most intriguing game of the entire season. I was all in for that. I liked the chaos. It was tough to watch once it actually started. But the excitement, the build up no. of, like, wait, they're going to play without a quarterback? This is right. amazing. Right. I want to see how this is actually going to unfold. Fangio, he's, he's going to have a game plan, right? If we can trust any coach in the league, it's Vic Fangio here. He'll know what to do with no quarterback. Uh, welcome into the program. This is Follow the Money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss along with Adam Hill live in downtown Las Vegas. Beginning the show today talking about the news that we got yesterday in the National Football League. And again, we will get to the Tom Pelissero tweet and uh, the chaos that ensued after that. But you did, you do, cover the Las Vegas Raiders full-time here for the Las Vegas Review-Journal. So they had a couple of spots last year, too, where they were impacted by all of the COVID news. Um, What was that like? Um, Well, it, it just adds, you know... 
there is there is something about covering an NFL team, and I think as a better too, you kind of go through the same things. You have a routine. Like every week is the same, even though it's different opponents. There's different matchups to focus on, different you know storylines or whatever. Every week is the same. There's a routine, and I'm not going to I'm not going to lie. Like I just said, I love chaos. I enjoyed some of those weeks where you're like, are they going to play? Are they not going to play? What day are they going to play? Like that did add a little bit of hey, breaks up the monotony of. You know every day when you wake up, mm-hmm. all right, this this guy's going to talk today. This is the day Gruden talks. This is the day the coordinators talk. Okay, now we're going to get this storyline. It's fine. And it, it's not boring, but you you know, you know look for something to break it up. And I'll be honest, as a reporter, that was that was what it was. It was, hey, this is a different storyline this week. They don't know if they're going to play on sure. Sunday. That's sure. interesting. But it's not something I would enjoy every year, and I don't think anybody would enjoy it every year. Nobody enjoyed it last year. Right. It wasn't It wasn't fun. But it was interesting. It added a little a little element to it. But in the end, the Raiders were one of the most impacted teams in the league last year in terms of how often there was COVID issues, how often it was talked about, how often there was potential delays and cancellations. But in the end, they played every single game on the day it was supposed to be played. Yeah, yeah. So it, it nothing crazy really happened. I mean, the uh, the one primetime game with the Bucks uh, ended up shifting from a primetime game to a daytime game mm-hmm. because NBC couldn't be sure there was going to be a game. A uh, bunch of the Raiders came off the list on Saturday, so NBC was like, "Well, we can't take the chance that there's no game Sunday." So that moved to a daytime game, but it was still on the same day it was supposed to be played. Remember that the, the Trent Brown stuff. Oh. Um, the 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 players like midweek, all of a sudden going to like a gathering and you know not wearing masks. Like guys, mm-hmm. don't bring that up. That's no? uh, that was kind of our fault that that came out. So oh, like, yeah. nobody would have ever known about it if we didn't report. <laughs> No. Raiders like the paper for that one. Sure, it was. And by the way, uh, I'll also point out as you as you mentioned, it was what happened was it was a Darren Waller Foundation dinner. That's right. That's right. Uh, there was all kinds of plans in place for the players not to be a part of the crowd. They were going to kind of be on their own and isolated. And then, of course, as players do, they were doing the right thing. They were going out, meeting people, and shaking hands. But it was in the middle of them having a bunch of COVID cases, and they're you know shaking hands of people without masks and everything else. So it was. It was an unfortunate situation because it was they were it was for such a good cause and they were trying to help out and be you know part of the community. But at the same time, everybody knows the way things were operating last year. You just can't do that. So now this year, again, like part of the handicapping process is trying to track down how many players have been vaccinated overall across the league. I is, would. Is that going to be possible? I would love to get like a rundown of every team and where they're at. That won't happen. No, it won't. Be, well, and, and there is there's medical privacy information. We we get all that. Sure. Uh, we do have some reports on which teams have reached. threshold. I I will say this, once training camp actually starts, I think we'll we'll have a much better idea because, um, as we'll get into now, the protocols for vaccinated players and unvaccinated players are very different. And again, this is not about, you know, COVID or about all those other factors. This is about the competitive issue of, you know, how teams are being handled. And it is a much, much easier process to go through this season if, if you as a team have reached that 85% threshold. And it's also a much easier season if you as individual players are vaccinated. The rules are so different that I do think it impacts games. So I do think there is a handicapping angle and a competitive angle to all of this. So here's the tweet. Uh, Tom Pelissero broke the news. The NFL informed clubs that if a game cannot be rescheduled during the 18-week season in 2021 due to a COVID outbreak among unvaccinated players, the team with the outbreak will forfeit and be credited with a loss for playoff seeding per sources. Uh, Massive implications, obviously, is what he wrote. Um, So infected team forfeits the playoff seeding loss like we talked about. 
uh, players on both teams don't get paid. So other bullet points for unvaccinated players. Daily testing. You must wear a mask at the facility. You cannot leave the hotel when traveling. You cannot eat meals with teammates. Yeah. And you're, and you're going to be distanced for things like meetings. And, and essentially, unvaccinated players this year in the NFL will be playing under the exact same scenarios they played under last year. And the rules for vaccinated players are going to be very, very different. And I'll, I'll just say this from experience. Um, I was in the testing pool last year. Daily testing sucks. Yeah, It sucks. Even off the, like players are off Tuesdays. That's their one day you can sleep in and not have to go practice and worry about everything. Media as well. You don't have to go into the facility. It's nice. You had to go in on Tuesdays to get tested. Yeah, yeah. No matter you had to what. Go in every day. Like there was no such thing. You couldn't go out of town because you had to be there every day for testing or else you had to start over uh, from the beginning, which means three tests in a row before you can go back in. Right. Um, all those things. Like it sucked to go through daily testing. So if you're unvaccinated this year, you are going to go through that same process. And I do think it, you know, it wears on you. So the, the team, how does the language work for, let's say it's week one, right? And there's one team that has an outbreak among unvaccinated players. Are they, is that owner on the hook? I'll, I'll just throw one team out there. I'll throw the Colts out there. Just a team that came to my head. And we know the Colts are in a bad spot right now in terms of vaccination numbers. Sure. So if that's the team... Is Jim Irsay responsible for, is he covering the cost for the other team? Because those other players won't get paid. The other team, the players lose out on everything then for that week. Yeah. And, and then, so, and then who, who covers the cost of like everybody who works at the stadium? So, so that's interesting. So uh, according to my interpretation of reading this, the, the team that has, again, if you have an outbreak and something has to be done with in terms of rescheduling games, if it's among your vaccinated players, it, it's not going to impact you. Like It's just going to be, hey, we'll figure out a way to reschedule. We'll do what we did last year, reschedule it. If you have an outbreak among, among unvaccinated players, that's where these rules kick in. And as, as you said, potential forfeits, all these implications, and the team that's responsible, that has a bunch of unvaccinated players that are responsible for the out, outbreak, will have to cover the cost of those missed games, which I would, I would interpret to mean ticket sales, concessions, parking, oh. souvenirs, all those things. And I would imagine if this does happen, it'll end up being, uh, hey, you're also going to have to pay the other team's players that missed out on that game check. Now, that's not in the memo, but I have to imagine that is going to be something that is worked out. But I'm going to say this. This is huge news, and it's not. Because I cannot foresee a scenario where a team actually forfeits a game. The numbers right now are pretty good in the NFL. We know that you know they think they're around 75% that are at least in the process of getting vaccinated. Um, there's a couple teams that are in really, really bad spots, so we'll see how that works out for them. Uh, but I just feel like they're going to get to a level. When, once you start to get into training camp and you see how overwhelming the the procedures are if you're unvaccinated, I think you're going to see a lot of players start to get vaccinated. I think you're seeing the messaging start to change a little bit, uh, trying to make it a little less political out there, which is good. Um, I, I just feel like you're going to see more and more teams reach that threshold where it's not going to matter. And if you're at 85%, now you're only talking about a few players that are unvaccinated on each team. Yep. If they are responsible for an outbreak and they uh, miss time, you're going to still be able to play uh, and move forward without them. So I just feel like this is a lot to take in. It's a huge development. But at the same time, I think it's just a message saying, hey, go get vaccinated. You don't have to worry about this. Because, yes, you can still get COVID. You can still test positive. We understand that. That is true. But the vaccine is effective against keeping you keeping you from not getting sick. And... Uh, you're going to be in a spot where it's much, much better for you as a team and as individual players. And I think 
even though we've seen some players say we're not going to pressure teammates, I think you will start to see with these rules in place, people say, all right, listen, this is a competitive issue. Like, let's go. Uh, let's get on the board here. So I, I can't foresee a circumstance where this is oh. actually going to come into play, but it is a strong, strong message to the players. The the writing is on the wall from the NFL. They're like, everything's cool if you're vaccinated. Yeah. Everything's cool. If not, you're basically in NFL prison. Well, Jalen Richard used the word jail yesterday. He did. Jalen Richard is, in, and to his credit, Jalen Richard running back for the Raiders um, has been – he he is not anti-COVID vax. He's anti. He's an anti-vax person, which is a whole other issue. Uh, but my interpretation of his tweet yesterday was, "Hey, listen, you, if you are not vaccinated this year in the NFL, it's essentially like being in jail. You you show up for games, show up for practice, and then you go home. And what he was essentially saying is, that's your choice. Like, hey, if you want to be anti-vax, that's fine. That's your personal decision. But it also needs to be your personal decision to stay the heck out of society yep. and say, okay." I'm an, I'm I'm making the choice to not be vaccinated, which is totally fine and totally acceptable, and everybody should have that right. But you also have to have a responsibility to society to say, okay, I'm going to have that right on my own, and I'm not going to to expose myself and put myself out there in society. And that's what Jalen Rashard was saying: live like you are in jail if you're unvaccinated. And that was his message. What's the better message from the NFL? Is it if you're unvaccinated and you come across with COVID, right? That means that, like we talked about a minute ago, the your owner then is going to be responsible for the other team's cost, right? Yeah. Salaries. Do you, do you, so? Do you put it where the owners are going to be that mad, and I'm will, will owners get to the point of where they're going to be cut? Like they're going to step in and say this guy's got to go from the team, well, or or do you say no? We're not going to make the owner pay for the other team's players. Those players simply are not going to get paid, and then it's like the players who you are in the league with are going to be so mad at you. The pressure is going to be, like do they like what does the league do? Like what's the better option there for that? I believe that's their hope. I believe the hope is that you put these messages out there. Like I said, I don't think this is actually going to come into play because I think their numbers are going to be good enough that it won't. But what this is basically saying, I think, is to put some pressure on teams to say, "Hey, go talk to your teammates, tell them what's going on here, get them on board, and to owners as well." And I think what we see, we saw Sean McDermott from the Bills talk about this, who I think is one of the best coaches in the league. And I believe, listen, I think the Bills are are in a real tough spot. Uh, if I'm if I'm looking to bet them in a the future or looking to bet them uh, season win total over under, I'm not betting over, and I'm not betting on them. Uh, I foresee if there's any team in the league that's going to have issues here, it's them. We're already seeing some back and forth. We've seen some you know some talk on social media for a while. Now we're seeing players kind of some infighting uh, on the Bills. This could be an ugly situation there. Uh, but I think that's where you're looking at it. What Sean McDermott basically said was, hey, if all things are equal between two players, we're probably going with the vaccinated guy on the team. Wow. I mean, there are so many potential gambling ramifications from this. So many. So, you know, we always talk about this all the time. Media people, betters, like fans, whatever, don't be a prisoner of the moment. Sure. Do you think there's any you know, potential truth to what DeAndre Hopkins was tweeting yesterday? <laughs> Like, is that, are those his real feelings? I think there's real feelings, he, sure. He deleted, or was he a prisoner of the moment? Because he deleted the tweet, he kind of corrected it, said he's got like nine more really good years left in him, but sure. he originally tweeted, um, I'm really going to have to question my future in the NFL. Yeah, never thought I'd say this, but being put in a position to hurt my team because I don't want to partake in the vaccine is making me question my future in the NFL. He did delete that and replaced it with just freedom with multiple question marks. Right, 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 right. Um, so, but I do think this is. And he, listen, he has every right to feel this way. Of course, I, I think that's that's important to say. 
Uh, but you also have to understand what the ramifications are of that decision, and and that's where we're at right now. I would say it to to turn it to a betting uh, angle on this. If there's a player out there that is outspoken and open about their decision to not get vaccinated, I don't think that I would be betting them in any kind of a future market. I don't think I would bet the over on you know on receiving yards on DeAndre Hopkins. I love him. Mm-hmm. I think he's an unbelievable player. He's one of my favorite players in the league to watch. He's incredibly talented, but I, I might look at it and say, hey, how many games might he miss? Like, the situation that he's putting himself in, I'm not sure. Like, I think you have to at least question um, when you're looking at these players. Leonard Fournette is another guy yesterday who said, not doing it. Again, fine, but I would I would it, start to think about that in the futures market. It makes you really think about betting if you haven't gotten really into, like, the win totals yet. Like, now you got to examine how many players might actually think like this. Sure. You're exactly right with the individual player props, that kind of thing. Um, like a DeAndre Hopkins will he lead the league in receiving yards, whatever, his overall numbers that are posted uh, at sportsbooks. Uh, put it this way, uh, fantasy world, I was listening to some fantasy chatter last night, and the people on the show said that this is th- that them. Now, they might be prisoners in the moment as well. They said because Hopkins did this, like in their personal rankings now, he's no longer like going in the second round. And they bumped up like four or five wide receivers that were behind him, now ahead of him, and he'd be like a third-round wide receiver, in their opinion. I was yeah. like, eh, maybe, maybe you got to actually think like that now. I, I mean, I think it's a consideration. Now, listen, DeAndre Hopkins is good enough where you're like, I think that'd be more like a fringe player where you're kind of debating, do I take him or not? Yeah. Um, DeAndre that, that would be like a Cole Beasley thing. Sure. Oh, yeah, there's no way I'm taking Cole Beasley. Right. Uh, it, it, and it, it's, it's the kind of thing you would think, like, okay, DeAndre Hopkins is so good, it's not going to matter. And you have to think when, right? So... It could be like a guy like DeAndre Hopkins who has said he's not getting it, and that's fine. Yeah. He might change his mind, which you know it's always possible. But what if it's you know week six? I, I was forget now. It's week sixteen or sixteen and seventeen will be your playoff weeks. What if it's those two weeks that he misses? Mm-hmm. Like you have to assume. I think you have to assume if a guy's outright saying they're not getting vaccinated, they'll probably miss a game at some point. Um, it's like the the virus is spreading at that level. Like you have to. Not say it's definite, but there's no, a not, strong possibility that a guy's going to miss a week or it two. Could, it could happen, sure. What if it's the playoff weeks? Yeah. Now, now I'm worried about that. So, yeah. so it, you know, that's the kind of information you got to take in. You have to decide what to do with it yourself as a better, as a fantasy player, as everything. Decide. But the more information you have, the better in all of these realms. And it just doesn't, not just for this, for anything. And so, you know, it's something to take into account as you do your preparation going into the season. Now, a lot of players, I'm guessing, who are unvaccinated, Maybe not a lot, but some probably won't be as outspoken as Cole Beasley oh, or DeAndre sure. Hopkins. Like they're going to keep it completely quiet, and in fact, they don't have to reveal if they've been vaccinated or not. So it's going to be unknown. Like, hey, are you vaccinated or no? And I'm not telling you. It's my business, of course. Right? Yeah. I mean, but I, mean, I I feel like it's it's outspoken yes or outspoken no, and if you're not talking about, it, you're probably no. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I would lean that way. Yeah. But, but again, you, it, it's not on you to come out and say, like, I'm not going to do it because of this. Here. Absolutely your decision and absolutely your right to keep it quiet if you want to. How about the timing of the news yesterday with the Giants? They had to place wide receiver, uh, their rookie, Tony, from Florida on the COVID list. Yeah, Darius Tony. Yeah. Uh, probably the best time for it, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, you don't want this happening in a month. <laughs> exactly. All right, so follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. A recap from last night uh, in Major League Baseball. How in the hell was that not a strike?
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. We are live today from the OddsTrader.com studio here at South Point Casino. Go to OddsTrader.com. Download the free OddsTrader app right now. Start winning with up to the second info that you need. You can also compare sportsbook sign-up bonuses Again, it's oddstrader.com. What do you think of the finish last night of the uh, Dodgers-Giants game? Giants go to uh, L.A., take three out of four. Um, I thought, listen, I uh, the Giants are a team that you know I followed pretty closely. You know, I'm a Tigers fan. I mm-hmm. kind of uh, became a little bit of a Giants fan. I used to spend uh, summers in the, in the Bay Area with my family, and then I've lived in the Bay Area a couple of years now covering the Raiders uh, before they moved to Vegas. So I've, I've, I've always been pretty tight with the Giants. I've never liked the Dodgers. Uh but I thought this was the series where the Dodgers were going to kind of take control a little uh-huh. bit. Uh, they had four games at home against the Giants. They went in two games back in the loss column, one game back overall. I thought the Dodgers would probably win three out of four and start to, you know, ex- exert their uh, their dominance on the on the division. Didn't happen. In fact, the Giants came in couple couple of comeback wins uh, yesterday. I thought for sure, okay, the Dodgers are at least going to salvage a split here. Uh, didn't happen. They went into the ninth with. Uh, you know, a good lead. Looked like they were going to hold on. Kenley Jansen comes in, uh, loads the bases, but he's, you know, he's maneuvering around it and then gets a strikeout to end the game, but it didn't end the game. It did not. Nope. No. And uh, so they he gave up four runs in the ninth, and the Giants won 5-3. to three. And we have, for those of you watching the show right now, the, 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 the photo, the overhead shot of the photo of the strike that should have been. Was it a check swing or not? Yeah. It's so, it's so clearly a strike. Full count, bases loaded, two out. Uh, a pitch that Jansen throws would end the game. Now, to be fair, previous pitch, clearly a ball. 
clearly able, not even close, called a strike. Uh, but this was a swing. This <laughs> is a strikeout. This is the end of the game. And again, I'm not a Dodgers guy. I'm more, much more of a Giants guy. This was the end of the game. Kenley Jensen got the strikeout. The game's over. Uh, clearly, Dave Roberts not happy. He gets thrown out for the second straight night. Uh, but you know, this would have been uh, this would have been the end of the game here. And uh, the Dodgers kind of got not kind of they got screwed by that call. Uh, and they go on to lose the game. But. The, the overhead shot, and for those of you listening on the radio, I, I will retweet this in the break. Uh, you can get it there at Mitch Moss Radio on Twitter. That, that's the definition of, like, he went all the way around. I mean, on the check swing, right? No, he did not check it whatsoever. I think I, I, think I saw even one of the... Uh... I think I saw one of the Dodgers beat writers say that he swung all the way to Pasadena. Okay, yes, right around there, I <laughs> yeah. believe. It's about, I think on the map that's accurate. I've always wondered this. The first base umpire, are they always no, they're not like, paying attention. 100% engaged? No. Like in, in high school and stuff like that, and beyond that, then just well, watch. It, it, right, are they actually doing their job 100% engaged and watching it whether or not the batter checked a swing? No, I think there's so many things to watch. Now, of course, they're supposed to be focused on the pitch. Th- th- that's their job on a pitch is to watch that, of course. Right. I just feel but, like it's so. it happens so often, especially in this case. I'm going to say he was paying attention. It's just it's a really hard call. It's really hard that, in I mean, real time. Think about what you're – I mean, it is a big ask for guys to right. see that, actually. But I have to imagine in this scenario, two strikes, two outs, bottom of the ninth base is loaded. He's, he's probably paying pretty close attention. I just think it's a really, really hard call. But I'm saying third inning, you know, one two pitch, one out, nobody on, yeah. no chance. No he's way. Focused on no, him. and then all of a sudden they come around to him. He's like, oh yeah, no, <laughs> sure. no, 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 no. He never went around. It was no. the last time I called ball, I said no swing. So this time, this time I'll swing. call it a strike. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, but to be fair, I mean, if you were a first base umpire, there's a lot of downtime, so it's easy to have like these weird thoughts going on in your head, like. You know, hey, last night it was a lot of fun. You know, we, were, we watched a movie or whatever. I can't get it out of my head. Went to a concert earlier in the week. Boy, that guy really was tremendous or whatever it might be. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I or if there's, if there's like an attractive girl behind home plate, you're probably just... Of course, <laughs> yes. Whatever there. it might be. Yes, you could have just a zillion things going on in your, in your head. You, you might have uh, it's some... A, it's a tough ask and a real... I give, I give umpires and referees in all sports a really, really hard time. I think they, for the most part, do a terrible job. And they're mostly terrible people. Uh, that's just, you know, I'm throwing that one in there. Um, no, they're, they're great people. It's just they have a really hard job, but they get it wrong yeah. so often. That sure they like, do. Okay. But I will say in this case, I I think it'd be really, really hard to be locked in every single pitch. No, no doubt. And even if you are completely locked in, that is a really hard call in real time. Yeah. It's really hard. Now, if you show the umpire this overhead, he'd be like, oh, strike. I missed it. But, it, but yeah, but it's so hard in real time. It's such to watch a bang-bang play. Of course it is. Bam, what happened there? Um, so, but, but you thought they were going to pull away in the series or, you know, maybe win like three yeah. out of four themselves. Uh, when does the, the chatter stop about the Dodgers are actually going to pull away with the division and win by a million games? I still think they are. I mean, I, I just, I think they're going to. I just think there's too much talent. They're going to start to get up. The Bauer situation is tough, but I feel like I saw it today. Oh, well, they go get Max Scherzer. Like, okay, settle down. Like, how much, how much more are they going to get? But I do think eventually they're going to win. Now, uh, I feel like I'm in a pretty good spot with my under 105 and a half. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a season-long yardage prop on a rookie coming up next. If you go back and look at the history at his position, you realize it's very difficult to go over this number.
First Bet has a special offer for new customers. Get an instant $10 free upon sign-up and then earn $10 for every $1,000 wagered up to $1,000. Visit vcin.com slash horses for details. And when you go to vcin.com slash horses, you'll also find a new feature. Daily Saratoga picks from veteran handicapper Ed Seahorn. Use the bonus code Vegas1000. That's vcin.com slash horses. Promo code is Vegas. 1,000. Adam, we're going to get into a uh, season-long yardage prop that's up at uh, a couple of different sports books on Atlanta rookie tight end Kyle Pitts. First of all, what did you think of him coming out of uh, Florida and into the draft this year? Uh, Absolutely loved him. Uh, I think it's pretty unfair, I guess, to categorize him as a tight end, but I think that helps. You know, Obviously, in fantasy, it helps his value uh, for sure to be Mm -hmm. considered a tight end. Uh, he's not really a tight end. I think he's going to line up wide. I think he'll line up in the slot. He's going to line up all over the field. Um, they'll use him in so many different ways. He's more of just an offensive weapon, and uh, I think he's eventually going to be very, very good. With no Julio Jones, right, that only helps out like his target share, how many yards he might possibly have in his rookie season, how big of an impact he can make as a rookie tight end, which, by the way, doesn't happen very often. Like, no. We have you know, a lot of like really talented and athletic tight ends in the NFL right now. Hold on, wait, there's a test though. Who's who's the best one? Who's the best tight end? Yeah. I do you want to go just based on their career. Well, it's really a trick question. Who's the tight end for the Chiefs? Well yeah, Did what do you see he... this? He's got a new name. Oh, does he? Travis Kels. Is that how he's telling people how to pronounce it? Yeah. Travis Kels? Yeah, that came out last week. I was to- totally thrown off. Why? That's, that's how you say it. This is how you've, like, his, okay, his heritage. Uh, apparently so. Everything. Yeah. And now he's telling people? <laughs> yes, he's like, I just let it go. I was on vacation last week. I was out of the loop on everything. He yeah. let it go the whole time. Yeah. He's like, it's Travis Kels. Wow. Now maybe he's trolling me. Maybe he's joking. But yeah, yeah. that's how he said you say it. So do we, okay. do we adjust now, or do we just keep calling him Travis Kelsey? i think just going to go with Kelsey. Not me. I'm Kels. You're Kels? Yeah. Because I still call the football team the Redskins on occasion. Sure. Well, that's a slip and, up. It's going to happen. And I absolutely like bite my tongue. Half half the time, I get like sent Los Angeles Chargers. Oh yeah, that's something. That they're they're San Diego. I will call sure. them the San Diego Chargers for the most part until I'm dead. Um, I'm insisting that I'm going to call them Travis Kels. I probably never will. Yeah, right. Yes. <laughs> Travis Kelsey. Every time it comes up, uh, I I love this. I mean, you should just go like, ah, it's Mitch Moose. Mitch Moose. That'll work too. Mouse, it's think, the moops. I think mo- most works. Most, you like which, that one? Most. Actually, it's uh, yeah. No, I was gonna say like Kevin Moss. Can I go Mitch Moss? Sure. Yeah. All right. I think so. Um, but anyway, this is a good tweet from our buddy Paul Charchian, and he points out again. Like I, I love Kyle Pitts too. I think he's at the college level. He was the best tight end I ever watched with my own eyes. I mean, because you're right. Was he actually a tight end, or was he playing like a wide receiver out like in the flank and spread out, just like in a tight end's body? Also, I, there, was, there was times last year where I'd watch that offense and say, wow, that offense is really good. And then I would watch it closer and be like, oh, it's, it's actually not. He's just amazing. Yes, right. That offense stinks, and he's amazing. Yep. So this is what Charging tweeted out yesterday. Rookie tight end Kyle Pitts is going off the board at tight end number four. It's not impossible that he'll live up to that ranking, but history says it's very unlikely. The average first-round rookie finishes at tight end number 32, and he went back and he pulled up all the stats. Here's two decades of rookie tight end production. It ain't pretty. 
And so look at, again, like we have a lot of really good tight ends in the league. Talented, super athletic. Hawkinson is, what, probably a top five tight end in the league for sure, I'd probably say, already. His rookie year, 367 yards and two touchdowns. Noah Fant, 562 and three is actually a decent year. Hurst essentially did nothing. Howard had 432 and six. Evan Engram was really good. First of all, coming out of college and with the Giants, he had 722 yards. If you go all the way back and look to like 2002, like by far and away the most yards, in fact, by 170, by Jeremy Shockey. He had 894 yards on 74 catches, only two touchdowns. And back then, he was rated tight end number three. But to tie it in with sports betting and the number available on Kyle Pitts, at Stations Casino out here in Las Vegas, they put up 894 and a half. Probably no coincidence, by the way. No, Chuck Esposito said that. Yeah. He's like, they want, they're basically, they, they put up that number to see if he's going to go over or under the yards by Jeremy Shockey. Right. So, and the over is plus 130, under minus one. DraftKings said 800 and a half. There you go. There's, there's that shopping again and trying to find that middle. Sure. It possibly gets there. Um, as much as I said, first of all, you, you look at that list of the guys uh, that we just looked at and, and how they produced as rookies. I think he may be the most talented of them. I think he may have the best career of, of those guys. It's fair. Um, I'm incredibly high on Kyle Pitts in his career. I am all in on the under on Kyle Pitts this year. Uh, an 894 For, for and all of those reasons that, that were just discussed, uh, it's, it's not easy uh, to just step into the league and do it. Now, he's, he's got the benefit, as, as you pointed out. There's going to be a lot of targets available from Julio Jones leaving that offense. He's got a veteran quarterback that's going to know how to use him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's got a very creative offense um, there in Atlanta that will get him involved. Like I think there's a lot of things working in his favor. So I think he's going to have a successful season. But that's asking a lot to get to that number. So I, I, will, uh, I will definitely be playing under uh, on Kyle Pitts at this number, 894.5 for sure. Yeah. I would consider buying back a little bit at eight hundred, uh, maybe maybe to go just to just to you know in between those two numbers there. Yeah. But um, I'm much stronger on the under there in this scenario. So you're stronger on under eight ninety four and a half than over eight hundred and oh half, yeah yeah for sure. for sure. I mean I might play the eight hundred just because as we talked about yesterday you can't you can't allow some of those really juicy middles to just go away right, if you right. want to be successful long term. Um, but I I do feel eight ninety four and a half is is too high. Uh, for where, where Kyle Pitts is going to be this season and trying to adjust the NFL. Here's another thing that he has going for him. There's a 17th game. That is true. He has that. He has Arthur Smith now as his head coach uh, coming over from Tennessee and what he did with that offense overall. Um, you pointed out Matt. It's a tight end for the offense, too. It really is, yes. Yeah. I mean, they made it work yeah. a lot in Tennessee. Um, the running game in Atlanta, I'm not buying into that. I, just, no. I, can't, I cannot get on board with Mike Davis being the, the lead guy there. I'm sorry, I can't. But with the subtraction of Julio Jones, like I think there's a good chance Calvin Ridley leads the league in receiving yards this year. It's certainly possible. I, I actually don't mind his number whatsoever. But is, is, is Pitts not going to be the number two target on that team? He should be. I think he probably is right you away. Know, listen, here's the other thing you have to take into consideration. I mean, always when you look at season wins, and this is not just for Pitts, it's for anybody. I mean, you have to be healthy the whole year to get no, no, to that number. Very true. Yeah. So, like, there's much, much more could go wrong than right uh-huh. when you're looking at future numbers. We'll talk some NFL with former Steeler and Super Bowl champ Bryant McFadden coming up next. Good day to have uh, him on the show. We'll get his reaction to the deleted DeAndre Hopkins tweet and ask him how many players across the league could be unvaccinated. Uh-huh.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With exclusive bets, daily specials, odds boost, and the largest offer of live in-play options, BetRivers Sportsbook is the industry leader when it comes to online sports betting. And to make your experience even more rewarding, BetRivers offers the most live streams of major sports and some payouts and only one-time playthrough. BetRivers, your hometown sportsbook, offer is valid in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. It is also available at PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey, and you must be 21 years old to play. Uh, good day here, Adam, to have a former NFL player on the show after the news that broke yesterday. And uh, Bryant McFadden is a former Steeler. He's a Super Bowl champ. And now he covers uh, the gambling space for CBS Sports, and he joins us now. Bryant, thanks for the time today. How are you? Uh, it's a great day to be alive. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you got it. Uh, so we, we put up the DeAndre Hopkins tweet a little earlier, and uh, we, we pointed out, like, look, uh, you know, sports bettors, media people, fans, like we get accused of being uh, prisoners of the moment a lot. Would you call that tweet that he has since deleted, like DeAndre being a prisoner of the moment after the news broke, like, I'm done, I'm going to retire potentially? Or do you think some unvaccinated players in the league would actually have this uh, thought enter their mind and say, yeah, this is a consideration? Well, I think in regards to DeAndre Hopkins, I think, you know, he was basically a prisoner of the moment because he deleted the tweet, right? If that tweet was still available, then I would say that that's something that's still on his mind. But clearly with him deleting the tweet, he, he feels uh, some type of way 
of, of putting that tweet out there for the world to see. But I do believe there will be some players that will feel like DeAndre felt when he wrote that tweet uh, for quite some time going down the line. And here's why. You have some players that feel uh, like when they're forced to do something, you're taking away their freedom when it becomes a be- when it comes to becoming a being a professional. Uh, we saw players opt out last year because of the health concerns. We know there are concerns with certain players regarding the vaccine and how legit it is. So with the NFL uh, uh, coming down with that uh not the rule, but just the, the 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 requirements for some players or for some teams that if there is an outbreak, the likelihood of you forfeiting the game is highly likely. And that could really cause some organizations a, a shot at a playoff opportunity and could be a shot at a championship run. So in regards to DeAndre, I think he was more of a prisoner of the moment. But I wouldn't be surprised to see some players uh, throughout training camp as, as these teams get into training camp, you know, feel the way that DeAndre felt yesterday and, and may feel that way throughout the season that could pro- provide the door for them to say, you know what, I don't want to play this year. We, we've seen the, the rules that are in place now for the differences between vaccinated and unvaccinated players and how teams are going to be treated if they're at 85% or they're not at 85%. Now that it's all laid out there, it's all on the table, and we see just how strong these restrictions are, do we expect some, some peer pressure in the locker room? Do we expect guys to come to other guys and say, hey, listen, I know you have questions, you might not like it, but let's go. Like We need to, we need to get on the same page here if we want to accomplish our goals this year. I mean, indirectly, I I wouldn't be surprised in some locker rooms. But one thing you have to understand, uh, the same way you don't get involved in another player's uh, contractual business, right, contractual situations, you don't get involved when it comes to this because this is their health. This is whatever. This is their thought process in regards to the vaccine. But indirectly, no question, you might say certain things that are are targeted to a particular player who decides to not uh, get the vaccine. Because like I said, you can have a key quarterback who's, you know, anti-vaccine, right? And what happens if he gets the virus? Now he's probably going to miss two ball games. You know, and we know how important quarterbacks are. What about key wide receivers? What if there, what if there are multiple defensive backs that that are anti-vaccine and they get it? You know what I mean? So we saw how this hampered some teams last year. But the luxury that teams had last year, they were able to reschedule games. You know what I mean? Every game that was supposed to happen happened. We saw games happen on Monday, Tuesday, I think Wednesday, if not mistaken. Mm-hmm. They're not going to have the same luxury this year. So if there is an outbreak. You're going to forfeit that ball game. Could you uh, envision a, a scenario where the owners now are really going to become hands-on owners? Maybe for guys that are in, in you know families who have been kind of like they, they're like, okay, we own the team, but we don't. You know, the the GM, the coach, they do all of the the stuff that's necessary to put this team together and everything. Will they actually put their foot down and say, look, if we get a game canceled this year and it's your fault? Like, that's not going to be cool, and how much money it's going to cost us. And I, could they actually say, could they make, like, a memo to the team and say, if this happens, like, you're cut. I don't That might be drastic, but you know what I'm mm. saying? Could, like, owners become now more heavy-handed or heavy-fisted with this? Now, because think about what we saw last year with so many key players uh, for certain teams decided to opt out. The owners didn't say, you know what, if you opt out, you might not be with us this next season. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now, internally, they may have had some discussions regarding some players, um, but the likelihood of the owners coming out and publicly uh, putting something on paper, no. Nah. They, they, because that, that, that's an unfair statement 
to have in regards to your players because you all have the right to say, yes, I want the vaccine. No, I don't want the vaccine. That's why the NFL didn't mandate players get vac- vaccinated. That's why. You know what I mean? That's why they didn't mandate because, you know, it's your personal right to do it or to not do it. So I don't think owners would do that. Uh, but internally, they may have discussions, you know, uh, uh, private discussions like, yo, man, if, if, if this happens and, and then if this if this is the player that causes this to happen, uh, you know, we don't know if we want to keep this guy around. You know what I mean? Especially if he's a borderline, you know, serviceable guy sure, or not. Sure. But I don't expect the owners to come out and make something like that uh, public to their team. No. From from just a pure gambling perspective, is there anything that we should be like looking for? If there's teams that we uh, know their rates are very low, if there's players that we know have come out and said they're not getting it, like is there ch- like things we could take advantage of, like in the in the prop market, like not betting a player over for the season if they're not vaccinated and they're public about it because maybe they're not playing every game or if there's a team that their rates are very low we've heard a couple teams in particular uh, are very low maybe not betting their season win total over because it could potentially be an issue as the season goes on yeah season win totals are something you want to be mindful of because you don't know exactly how that roster will look in november and december and those are critical months when you talk about trying to attack the over for a season win total or the uh, or the under, you never know. So me personally, I think I know there are a lot of betters that love to attack the season over. I mean the win totals. I'm sorry, but you have to be mindful because if there's a team that has maybe what 30% uh, vaccination on their team, there could easily change that 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 win total could easily be affected if there is a player to get infected. If, if there's a player to miss miss some ball ball game. So uh, that's a great great question when it comes to win totals. I mean. I, this is how I look at the win totals. If you're a guy that loves to bet on win totals, this has been something you've been doing for quite some time. Look at the teams that you know have sound leadership in key areas of the ball club, right? Look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You know what I mean? Look at their leadership that they have there, especially with uh, Tom Brady. You know what I mean? Look at the Kansas City Chiefs. Look at the leadership they have with their head coach and Andy Reid. Well, and we know that ball club loves Andy Reid to death, right? Pat Mahomes. You got to look at key teams that have key leadership in, in, in important areas to be able to decide. One thing I know about Tom Brady, he's going to play football. We yeah. know that. Yes. He, he's going to play football, <laughs> and he's going to, whatever he echoes throughout that locker room, is going to be heard. They're going to follow Tom Brady. So key teams, when it comes to win totals, you have to have sound leadership in, in important areas for you to feel comfortable in taking that team when it comes to the overs, a win total, or, or, or the under. I'll throw another example at you, Bryant, and, and Brady's the perfect guy to throw out there, but you know, Fred Warner, linebacker for the 49ers, he just signed like the most expensive contract ever given to a linebacker, like $90 million, I think it was right around there. He came out and said yesterday, I'm vaccinated. And for anybody on the team that like wants to learn about this or wants to use me as a resource, I'm open. Come and talk to me. We'll chat about it. If you hear more guys like that, I, to me, that would qualify as solid leadership and something that you'd want to d- definitely file away. No question. No question. Hearing players come out and want to educate others who might have concerns is huge because we know football is the ultimate team sport. You have 11 starters on the football field at, every time, uh, at any given time. And you need your starters to be on, on point. So for football, if there is an area of concern when it comes to the virus, it can really hamper that said team season. Not to mention they're forfeiting ball games. They don't care if, if, if you have four or five players or whatever the case may be. If you're scheduled to play Sunday and you can't play Sunday and that game can't be played by Monday, you're going to take a loss. 
So I say this all the time, guys, when it comes to betting, when it comes to actually winning the championship, the team that gets to that level, the team that wins more than they lose, is not just about being the best team on the football field. It's about being the luckiest team when it comes to injuries and now when you factor in COVID. Yep. Uh, it's follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Bryant McFadden is our guest, uh, former Steeler and Super Bowl champion, now with CBS Sports. Yeah, I wanted to, to ask your opinion on something else. We we, we were just discussing this with Sal Palantonio the other day. I want to get your thoughts. Do you expect coaches to maybe pull starters a little bit more this year than they have in the past because of the 17-game schedule, because that's extra snaps, extra wear and tear on guys' bodies? We see coaches, even in blowouts, they keep their starters in for the majority of the game. Might we see guys coming out earlier, and might that affect – you know, end-of-game scenarios in terms of, you know, totals and point spreads if guys are coming out of the games earlier because they have those extra snaps on them. And, Brian, we have like a minute left. Okay, I don't think that will affect what coaches decide to do because it's only one extra ball game. You know what I mean? And I think when, it look, when you could look at uh, some teams, remember, you're only dressing like 40-something guys. You know what I mean? So you don't have a lot of depth. When it comes to certain positions, but key positions like the quarterback, the running back, you know what I mean, maybe that star wide receiver, yes, you can easily see them still removing players or keeping some guys in. It's a personal, personal preference when it comes to that said head coach. Something that I always be, uh, I'm always a bit confused with because if you got the game already in hand, why are you still seeing some players on the <laughs> yeah. football field? It doesn't make any sense, but it's just more of a personal preference for that said coach. You can follow Bryant on Twitter. He is at BMAC underscore sports talk. A-plus backdrop, too, with the jerseys, uh, Brian. Thanks so much for the time today. We appreciate that. I think we have Nice there trophies, too, there, man. Yeah, not, not too bad. Yeah. He's got, I think, two of his own jerseys. What a the, flex. A Florida State jersey, the Steelers jersey, an Adrian Peterson jersey right in the middle. Probably. And then a couple of trophies as well. Yeah. There you go. It's kind of like, yeah, in your face. It's like my room. Uh, I, have that, I have that same backdrop. Very similar? Yeah. Yeah. Up, up next, um, we'll look for a good bet. We brought this up about a half an hour ago, but to lead the league in receiving yards this year, that's coming up next. We don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 